Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast, and I appreciate you coming back and visiting with us again. We are today visiting with Downtown Dave and Papa Bob and Friends is the rest of his group name. But Downtown Dave is with us in the studio. He's an eclectic country and folk blues acoustic type of uh, music. And we'll be performing at our seventh annual Art in the Garden, which is coming up Saturday, September 14th from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. at the Sunken Gardens. And I know that a lot of you know about this special event and look for it every year. And so don't forget, at, at 27th and Capitol Parkway, we are going to set up uh, probably over 50 artists in the Sunken Gardens for a day of just thinking about and enjoying art of all types. Uh, We'll have original art, artists that you can just visit with and talk to about their work. There is art for purchase. Uh, Everything is free to get into the event and you can enjoy some food vendors, um, dancers, music, free parking, and lots of events going on. And Downtown Dave is with us today because he is one of our musicians that's performing in the garden. And he has been with us all seven years. Welcome, Dave. Oh, thank you so much, Lynette. I appreciate you coming in. And just give us a little bit of background about your band. Okay. Uh, I play guitar and dobro, and Papa Bob plays a guitar and mandolin, and we're able to switch things up with the instruments and the harmonies. We do a lot of songs that uh, 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 people may be familiar with, and then we do some songs that they may not be familiar with. We had this kind of... Um, unusual taste in music when we were uh, first met in 1973 and we bought our guitars within the same week and we were roommates and we went to university and uh, worked on the railroad together and we've been playing music for over four decades so Wow, that's a long <laughs> history together. It is. And that has been a, a lifetime experience together. Yes, it is. Let's hear some of those stories. So when did you first think of yourself as an artist? Um, I think uh, a couple years after playing guitar, we were really inspired by uh, Dr. John Walker and Pete Blakesley, who played as a duo and um uh, when I saw John Walker play, I wanted to be able to do that someday, is just be able to play and sing for people. And then so I lived in northeast Nebraska for a while, and I would play at uh, various bars for uh, uh, $35 a night, you know, and mm-hmm. that kind of uh, experience as a solo act. But then uh, Bob had been out in Washington State. He moved back to Lincoln. I moved back to Lincoln. And we were able to reconnect as uh, musicians. 
And that's Papa Bob. That's Papa Bob <laughs> Hedrick, yes. <laughs> okay. He's a, he, um, he's a great musician. His wife, Sue, is a great musician. She plays ukulele and sing, and, and my wife sings as well. And since we're both married to Sue's, they're known as the Goody Two Sue's. Goody Two Sue's. I love yeah. that. Oh, you have a great sense of humor with your <laughs> band, I can tell. And it sounds like you spend uh, quite a bit of time playing. Yes, we do. Um, we um, play in a group called the Ma- Manor Maniacs, and we've been playing at Lancaster Manor once a month, uh, every month for the last, uh, for me, it's been 25 years. Mm. So uh, um, we get together with them. But we also have lots of friends that come from the bluegrass world. Steve Hansen is our teacher and, and kind of mentor for a lot of mu- acoustic musicians in Lincoln. And so we have a lot of friends through that as well. How did you all hook up? What, what's your circle like? I think it came from following the same type of, of, of music, the people who often played in coffee houses rather than bars, but because uh, for acoustic folk music, um, that's one of the most popular venues. We've really appreciated wineries lately because it's a different venue for folk music that is really uh, a pretty good venue. Mm-hmm. Did I see your name associated with a coffee house recently too? Uh, yes, we um, play at Crescent Moon occasionally, and uh, and that is one of the great acoustic venues, I think, in Lincoln as well. Mm-hmm. So Okay. So you mentioned Steve Hansen being a mentor to many people who play acoustic. Why do you think people go to Steve, and what, what, is the, what do you get from Steve? Well, he plays in a lot of different bands, and so he has a lot of different styles of music. And I think when you play with Steve, uh, folks would say, you know what, I sound better when I'm playing with him because he makes me better. And he always adds from the different genres of music uh, things that you wouldn't ordinarily expect. How would you describe your music? I would describe it as acoustic eclectic because um, there'll be a lot of songs that have attracted me because there's a line or two lines in the whole song that just kind of resonate with me. And um, uh, I I can give an example. Uh, uh, There's a Tom T. Hall song, Pamela Brown, and I always like it, and I always feel like I'm singing it to my wife when I sing I don't have to tell you just how beautiful she was, everything it takes to get a guy like me in love. And there are certain lines in folk music that will just resonate with you for for whatever reason, and I'm attracted to those things. Mm -hmm. When you are describing this, it makes me think a lot of, as a visual artist, we hear someone else say something or we see someone do something in their work and then it comes into your own work and your own style but in a way that becomes individualized into you and uh, I I can really see that artistic crossover in that creative process Uh, what we pay attention to or or what we notice 
and then bring to ourselves. And it's always so fun to arrange songs and think about different ways of having them build or or kind of withdraw. And I think for visual artists, I think it's kind of the same thing of thinking about distance and close up and, mm -hmm. and drawing people in. And I think uh, as you arrange songs, you feel that very much. Yeah. Big picture, that's called composition mm -hmm. in both worlds. Yeah, in both worlds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, as we are thinking about your creative process here, um, how do you put a show together then and or build a song? You, you know, and I'm a bit unusual. There's, And it's not that I don't occasionally use song lists and have a pretty much in a, a mapped out format. But most often... I know the first song we're going to do and the last song we're going to do. And then I, it's an interaction between, with the audience and also what I'm feeling at the, at the time. And, it, you know, it kind of depends what's gone on during the day. And, and maybe in a political world, sometimes there's something that has kind of struck you and calls up some of those great old folk songs. Uh, Woody Guthrie was, uh, you know, just one of the first troubadours to address social issues. And I think folk musicians in general believe um, that we have a responsibility as musicians to address the issues that are uh, happening in our culture. And music can make a positive difference, I think, in our world um, not just from the, the central part of uh, listening to it and enjoying it, but also just as it makes you think. What have you been thinking about in the last week or so? <laughs> in the last week or so, uh, I, I've been focused, I think, on just how hard it is for people to find the center these days and how hard it is for people to listen to each other and just kind of those things. And, and so uh, uh, quite honestly, uh, there's uh, some blues songs that kind of uh, address the, the central issues of the day as well as a, a lot of folk songs. And maybe it's because of, of my age, but I kind of relate to those times in the uh, early 70s and, and late 60s. Um, and that's kind of when music started for us. And at a time when other people were kind of disco had kind of become popular, Papa Bob and I would go follow uh, John Walker and Pete Blakesley and the folk musicians and Steve Hansen and a variety of bands that he played in back then and their groups called Sour Mash, Bluegrass Crusade, and we would follow those groups. So we weren't very much in the mainstream of that time period. Mm -hmm. hmm. With the, those thoughts uh, then in your mind, what is that turning into in your music right now, I, you know, you probably have another event coming up sometime. Uh, we do. We um, uh, host an open mic at uh, uh, Moonshiners uh, once a month, the second Tuesday of each month. And then uh, we also play a lot. Well, we have the Manor Maniacs every month. 
and then there'll be a coffee house or a winery as well. But we also like to play at other assisted living places. We play at Brentwood sometimes and just different places. Mm -hmm. We find that uh, some of the older audiences really appreciate the music and the attention. Um, they like that the, the music has words that they can understand <laughs> and that uh, relate to in mm -hmm. some fashion. And I think uh, that connection makes us happy. We, I know that um, sometimes you don't feel like even going to a gig because, you know, as you're working, I'm still working, and as you're working, you're tired and you think, oh, I don't want to go out tonight. And you go out and you come back and you just feel just uh, lifted up by the, the whole experience, the interaction. Mm -hmm. And people will tell you that I'm famous for terrible pun jokes. Um, but uh, a great musician joke is we've played this song for a lot of people. But of all the audiences we've played for, you folks are the most recent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you just hear uh, Downtown Dave and Papa Bob and uh, the Goody Two Shoes, uh, you can tell there's a lot of humor in your show, and it would be a very fun and enlightening evening. Yes. Yeah. Well, I know that your big event for us is coming up September 14th at Art in the Garden. Do you know what time of day you're going to play? Yes. We're um, – we – for all seven years, we uh, start the day at 11 o'clock at uh, Rebecca at the Fountain. So we'll be up by the Fountain. We have uh, our PA system, so the music just kind of lofts out over the the crowd, and some people will come uh, visit us. And it's it's just kind of a special place. It's also shady, so mm -hmm. it, it's all good. Mm -hmm. And there's an electrical outlet for our PA system. How long will your performance go? Um, the longest that we've gone is 2.30 because uh, oh. to play because uh, uh, we will uh, switch up musicians and have different people do different uh, things along that uh, line. But uh, it can be warm mm -hmm. in September, mm -hmm. but the September dates have worked much better than some of the August dates we had early on. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, good. We've well, had beautiful weather many times. Yeah, we have. We have. And we do all that we can to accommodate our guests with cold water and uh, shade, you know, bring an umbrella along. But uh, our artists have tents and, and canopies, things like that to help has some shade. And then the garden has quite a bit of shade, too, if you can it does. wiggle around into it. <laughs> and the garden is in full blooms. You know, uh, it is just, it's uh, amazing. just looking forward to it so much. Yeah. This year's theme is Moon River. And I had a great conversation with uh, Steve Nozzle. And uh, that concept came around because he was driving between Lincoln and Omaha, going across the Platte at night with the moon reflecting off of the river. Uh. And it really inspired him, and he came back and talked to Alice Reed, and then it just all started clicking. And, and so this year's colors are just based on that whole sublime beauty and also the shimmer and the vibrancy of, of the moonlight, which we are, well, 
we had a full moon <laughs> yeah. recently, and um, you know the the light is a lot different at night. So, but but also it's perfect from the perspective of the Apollo mi- mission oh, and yeah. landing on the moon fifty years ago uh, this and year. And they may have had that in mind too. That uh, I will do an interview with Steve and Alice, and we'll dig into that and hear their real stories about creating that. Well, that's coming up September fourteenth. Art in the garden. Don't forget. Starting at 11 a.m., Downtown Dave opens the show and will perform for several hours until the crowd runs out on him or he runs out (laughs) on them, whatever happens first there. But we will be there until 7 p.m. that night. Um, Be an art fan and come into the gardens. And we do really want to thank our special partners in this for sponsoring us. Emeritus and Great Western Bank have been huge supporters for many years bringing us volunteers and making this a free event. And then, of course, it takes our cooperation with Party in the Parks and Lincoln Parks and Recreation. And then Hulls Culligan uh, provides us that fresh water all day long, too. So do please stop by uh, the Sunken Gardens on September 14th. And here, downtown Dave. (laughs) Come on down. Yeah. Thanks so much, Dave. I appreciate you coming in today. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Come back again to Art Talk Live and visit us at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. Thanks for being here today. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you. <laughs>